The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Are you longing for a place where hope, ideas, and new ways of thinking can arise? For nearly 50 years, Omega Institute's campus in Rhinebeck, New York, has been a gathering place where world-class teachers provide innovative educational experiences that cultivate extraordinary potential in us all. Join us either on campus or online. To learn more, visit eomega.org. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hi, I'm Helen Peacock, and I'm a spiritual medium. And welcome to Spirit Chat. My mission and passion is to bring comfort and validations that your loved ones are still with you once they have crossed over to the other side. I'm a messenger and a bridge between you and the spirit world. On this podcast, I will be sharing and demonstrating how I connect with spirit. I will also be helping you to develop your own intuition so that you can strengthen your very own connection with your loved ones. I will also have some great guests and chat about the spirit world, as well as sharing my readings with people. The afterlife is a celebration and your loved ones are still with you and willing to communicate. So yes, the conversations continue. Now let's get started. Hello, my friends, and welcome to another episode of Spirit Chat. In today's episode, I had a really interesting conversation. I actually met her for the first time just before we recorded the podcast. And her name is Karen Doherty. And um, very very interesting medium, I have to say. They are quite different when it comes to the UK mediumship. Um, I'm going to say maybe perhaps because how they were trained and they're strict and they have different rules and some follow rules and some don't. So in this episode, uh, Karen and I have a discussion in regards to our mediumship. So hopefully you may find this interesting. I do have a lot of clients that always ask personal questions when it comes to our mediumship. And that's why I decided to hold this uh, conversation. Just so perhaps maybe there's some questions you may want to know, or just to see what it's like to connect with a medium, who is amazing, by the way, uh, Karen Doherty in Scotland. And what I really love the most was her accent. Oh my goodness. Yes, it brought me home. So hopefully you'll enjoy it. And um, we'll see you on the other side. Hello, my friends, and welcome to Spirit Chat. And wait till you hear my guest. Uh, her name is Karen Doherty, is from Scotland. And I'm so, so excited because it reminds me of home because that's where my family is from. So I'm really, really excited. Wait till you hear her beautiful accent. Hopefully you can understand her. So we already had the chat before we began. And so Karen is a medium, uh, quite well known. You're you're well renowned, I would have to say, right, Karen? Because you've done, um, I read on your website that you've gone across to the U.S., uh, right across to Australia. If you want to tell a little, yeah. little bit about your travels. 
Yeah, sure. Well, it's lovely to be here on the podcast and yes. doing some spirit chat with you. Um, so yeah, I mean, I've I've over the years managed to build up, you know, a kind of great work ethic from my perspective, but also as you know, and you and I have said this, that spirit know where you've to be and where you've to go, and it's all kind of directed from there rather than here. So I've been really lucky in being asked to do events and readings and such like in all areas, um, really internationally. So I'm very, very lucky. And I'm very grateful to your assistant, Nina, who reached out to me. And as soon as I went to your website and I read that you were from Scotland, I'm like, oh yeah, for sure, we're in. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's a funny thing because I I really am very blessed that so many people love Scotland and they kind of, I don't know if it's a, you know, a Celtic connection or it's it's just, yeah, it's it's just an energy about it. So I love being from Scotland, but likewise, I love speaking to people from different areas. And And I've I've been to Ireland, I've been to Scotland, I've been to England, but whenever my feet land on the ground of Scotland, that's where I breathe in the air and go, I'm home. Isn't it funny? It's just something in you, isn't it? It's something within. And that's how you know if you, obviously you probably, yeah, you probably believe in past lives. And I'm just like, yeah, I've spent many lifetimes here for sure. No doubt. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Something you feel within the depths of your soul, really. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So a question for you, and that is for my listeners is just because they're very intrigued when it comes to mediumship. They like to know things about us before we started um, entering this spirit realm. And so the question is, what was your life like before you became a professional medium? Well, the best way that I can say it is just quite a normal, you know, everyday thing. I was, you know, through school, then done the normal things as, as you do, teenage years and such like. And then as my life moved forward, I left school, got a job, done everything that everyone else does. But all along and all throughout my childhood, I was always aware that I could feel spirit people. I was aware that there was a different world rather than the physical one. But I didn't actually put that together in my mind as something that not everyone else could see or feel. I just kind of felt like, well, that's just part of me. So for me, that felt normal too. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't until later in life that the communication from spirit seemed to really pick up and it got to a level where I was having t- to really question what is this because it was almost dominating my thought process. So I, I would go to bed at night, close my eyes, and I could hear lots of people talking and faces in front of me and things like that and it just got to that point where I felt pushed forward to go and investigate it more but before that really I loved mediumship I followed a medium called Doris Stokes when I was younger she was an English medium um, just like everyone's grandmother really you know just used Mm -hmm. to sit and communicate with spirit I just loved mediumship but I did think that everyone did so I didn't really see it as being different Mm -hmm. to anyone else. Do you have anyone else in your family, any past ancestors that did the same kind of work? Yeah, well, funnily enough, my paternal grandmother, my dad's mum, she used to always kind of understand me. So when I used to go to her house and say, oh, Gran, there was a lady standing, you know, in the kitchen earlier, instead of her saying, 
what are you talking about? There's no lady in there or, you know, being confused. She would always say, oh, don't you worry, Karen. You always bring those people in with you. It's fine. Nothing to worry about. And then later in life, I actually learned also that she was mediumistic herself and her sister was oh, a trans medium yes. too. So it comes from that side of the family, my dad's side of the family. And usually, well, always within <clears throat> mediumship, there is usually a connection going back through generations. Mm-hmm. Mine's more on the maternal side. I have a, I had a great, great aunt in Scotland who apparently was a famous tea leaf reader. Mm-hmm. Well, that's how far back that one goes. Yeah. Um, so did you notice that um, one, did you, have you noticed that you have one Claire stronger than the others? Like, do you see more? Do you hear more? Which one would you say would be your strongest? My strongest one has always been clairsentience which is clear feeling. So everything that I get from spirit initially is a feeling. Now, I must say that every medium is clairsentient. We all feel the spirit world first and foremost. Mm -hmm. Then the visions come, you know, the clear audience, the the clairvoyance. So as a medium, I work with them all, as every medium usually does. But you're right, there's usually one stronger ability than the others. And for me, it was definitely that feeling first and foremost. Mm. Uh, and then the clairvoyance was there, the clear audience, the, the the clear cognizance, all of those take part. But also, again, as a medium, you know, I know that people in the spirit world communicate differently. So I might have a gentleman that comes through that communicates more through my feeling or my clairvoyance, which is seeing but I might have a lady that comes in that doesn't communicate that way through vision. And so she will communicate through clear audience. So it really just depends on how that person and spirit can communicate in that time frame that we've got. And when you're getting ready to connect with spirit, with the loved ones, is you have a, a certain um, intention? Is there a certain prayer? Is there, what, what do you do? It's more about, I feel, getting into that routine of your own work. So, and that changes, I think. I don't know how you feel about mm-hmm. that, Helen, but if you if you think back to the earlier days that you started, I would probably say that your routine changed as you, as you developed, right? So in the early days, it would be, you know, oh, sitting doing your prayer or saying, please, you know, this is what I want to do and setting that intention. Then kind of as you get used to working with your guides and your team and everything else, it's more of a just a, okay, I'm I'm ready to work now. Let's just take a moment, take a few deep breaths, and then yeah. and then begin. So I think it changes for different You're right. things. You are so right. Cause I remember when I first started, I was like, okay, I need a half an hour. Yes. <laughs> right. Yes, yes. I need a half an hour and I need to do my visualization. And then I need to do my breath work. And then I gotta do my little ting shaws and all that to raise the frequency. And now it's just like, okay, sit down. All Go right. On. And it's like, okay, we're ready to roll. It's lovely as well that you do that because really it does teach you how to still yourself, how to be in the spiritual power of what you need and be in your own power. So I think it's an important part of your development to do that. But we shouldn't get too caught up in doing it too much because then I think what you do is you, because then you tell yourself you're not ready. If someone's like, oh, I've not had my you know, 30 minutes to do all of this, then they feel they put pressure on themselves. So it's more about an awareness of knowing your own power and getting into that Mm -hmm. power and 
you know, funny that I look back and think when I first started doing readings, I couldn't sit down and do them. I would say I just have to stand. Yeah. And I would sit and it for me it just felt like my energy was up if I was standing up. Of course that only lasted, you know, a little while and then it was like, of course you can sit down. You yeah. can still raise your vibration and raise your energy that way. I, I was like that for um we do intimate group readings. So I used to be that person that would just like walk pace back and forth. Right. And then it got to the point, mm-hmm. okay, now, now I can sit. And so now, but I do find that my intentions are completely different when I am about to do an event. I just, because yeah. we know we're walking to a room full of dead people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're all lining up and waiting. So I find that yeah. I'm a little bit more, how should I say? Like I pace back and forth. I can feel the energy and I'm working myself up to that. And to yeah. the point where I even get the audience up to dance before to help raise the vibration in the room. So I find I do that for myself as well. Yeah. How is that for you for when it comes to events or group readings? Yeah, I think events and group readings are slightly different in that you do want a high level of energy in the room. Yes. You don't want to walk into a room where everything's very subdued. And I think... For me, when I first started, I did a lot of work within the spiritual churches. We have a lot of spiritualist oh, churches yes, in the UK. Yes. So I, I used to, that's where I really started out doing my group mm. readings, if you like, and platform demonstration. And for me, it didn't work as well as I would like it to. The, the communication was all fine. That was all there. But what I felt was I wanted to, like you, get everyone to stand up and shake or you know because for me it was very quiet and I'm like these people that are wanting to communicate are all buzzing with excitement to come and talk so we should be excited so that taught me a lot in the early days as well so now for my events which I do often uh is that high energy is Mm -hmm. that you know going into that knowing like this is going to be great you know raising the vibration of it um really I think matters a lot with the events are you still doing churches no, I've not done churches. <laughs> I've not done churches for a long, long time. Yeah. And you know this, it's not that I wouldn't, because if a church came and asked me to to work there, I would, because yeah. I will go where spirit take me and where I meant exactly. to serve. So it's yeah. not an issue. But it's just that I it, it's almost like spirit developed that forward where I was able to go out and do my own events. And I felt at home. I felt like it was more me. I felt there wasn't mm-hmm. the worry about the because in in centers or churches there's a certain procedure they want you to do they want you to work this way and this way and this way whereas I just felt I need to be free within this mediumship of mine I I exactly the same way um when I was learning evidential mediumship it was the same thing they had like this little platform and I because I move around so much I went to step down and I was like I was told no you cannot do that you need to stay right up on the platform And I think the reason for that is because maybe they were afraid that we would tap in more psychically if we got closer to who the sitter was. I'm not Mm -hmm. quite sure, but like you, I felt like I was in a box. I'm like, no, no. Uh, And I dropped the F-bomb. And I know you can't drop the F-bomb when you're in church. I'm like... The the thing is, you've got to be unique with what you do is what I feel. And either people will like that or they won't or they might or they might not. It doesn't... You can only be the servant to spirit that you can be. And I I don't know that it's right to say that everyone has to do it the same. It's not something that's Mm -hmm. ever sat well with me. There's always respect. There's always your work. You're always going to have that level of respect for spirit if you're a true medium anyway. So you're never going to do anything that's going to offend someone or or be harsh with someone. You're going to work 
within your power. Um, but I think that you're right about the psychic link. It's almost like for that fear to be there of, oh, you might go near the person and then it's psychic. Mm -hmm. For me, that's telling the medium they don't really know what they're doing then with mm -hmm. their, their power because a medium knows if they're going psychic. A medium, I would know instantly if I was working psychically with yeah. someone and it wouldn't matter if, if they were right in front of me or whether they were at the back of a room. You can work psychically with people online all over the world. So a medium should know whether they're going psychic yeah. or they're working with the power of spirit. Have you ever worked with a medium like like linking side by side, like working at the same event side by side? How do yeah. you like that one? Yeah, it's interesting. I think uh, the first time I done it was with a medium from the UK called Tony Stockwell, and I he was one of my teachers. Right, so he was he was my he's first... the one that taught me. He taught me linking. Right, well, he that was is so cool. Teacher. That's strange, isn't it? He was my um first one of my first teachers as well. Okay, and... this is awesome. Okay, just so, so my listener knows. Karen and I were just finding this out right now that we've been talking yes, about. Absolutely. That is absolutely. so awesome. So I, I went to, what happened with Tony was I had watched him on TV, like everyone else. Yeah, He's an yeah. amazing, you know, and then I started to sit in development circle in a home circle. And I was like, you know, I really want to go to a course. I really want to go out with that. So I seen his advertised down in London, which was a fair distance from me. Um, so I thought I'm going to book that. So I went and I'd done it. And I was really in awe of him when I met him. Mm -hmm. I thought he's just, he's lovely, he's a lovely, lovely man. Beautiful. And I love his mediumship. So yeah. anyway, we met that first time. And then six months later, when I went back down for the, another course with him, he said, um, you're coming in the advanced group. And I said, oh, no, 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 you've made a mistake. You know, I was only here six months ago and I'm just brand new. And he was like, you're just going to come in the advanced group. So I went and done that and I worked and he said, you just have to go and work. Like you've already kind of advanced yourself. It's fine. And then he asked me to do um, his Scottish theatre tour dates with him. So I worked with him on stage. So no. this was when, yeah, so this was when the first time he said, right, we're going to just do a, a, you know, a double link sort of thing. And it was funny because Tony's funny anyway. Yes. Um, and it went great. And I really, really enjoyed it. And actually, when you do that double link with another medium, what is fascinating about it is you will both bring out different things. So my mediumship's going to find different than yours or his yeah. or but it's from it's all right. It's evidential. It's amazing so, the way it works. I'll 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 quickly share my experience. So I went to see him in Denver because we did a, a week training with him. Uh, a lot of it had to do with trans as well. And so then he decided it was like probably near the end of the week. And there must have been about maybe 30, 35 people in the group. And this is when he was starting to introduce the linking. And everyone was sitting around and I just put my hand up. I said, is there any, like, this is probably maybe three quarters of the way through the session. And I said, is there any way that you can demonstrate this for us? He goes, sure, absolutely. Get your butt up here. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, shit. I didn't mean for that to happen. So he brought me up and uh, we started, we did, we started linking exactly how you said. It's like, you're, you're still feeding in the same field, but because we received differently, it was the same message, but not. And so yeah. all of a sudden I was on a roll. I was like, boom, 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 boom. It was like, hit, 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 hit. And he's standing behind me. And all of a sudden he was rolling his eyes and he was just like doing one of these, like, oh, you go girl, you go. And then it was just right afterwards. It was kind of like, everyone was like, after that, you know how, when you're, you're learning from the students, 
from each other. And yeah. then all of a sudden everybody mm-hmm. went like, okay, I want to sit with you, Helen. I want to sit with what? Just because I demonstrated with Tony. Yeah. But what an amazing experience, but also to be up there with him. So I, I'm just going to say, I envy you, you, that you've actually gone up there on stage and did it, you know, for, um, you, you know, this, it's the funniest thing because even though, you know, he'd asked me to do it and I was really like honoured that he'd asked me to do it. And it was a great opportunity. Like mm-hmm. I, I could never thank Tony enough for giving me that opportunity in theatres because it's bigger audiences and things. But I was a bag of nerves and it was it was like you're going back to school. Right. So you know that you can do work with your mediumship. I knew that I was doing readings nearly every day. It was all fine. The minute you're in front of your first teacher, it's like you go back to being this oh no, I don't know, I don't know. And it was, we we had a laugh about it and it all went fine. The, the demonstration went absolutely fine and it was, it was a great experience. And it's one that I will never forget because it was early on in my development, I feel, or early yeah. on in my mediumship. Um, and I just loved that you gave me that opportunity, really. Well, maybe, maybe we should show Tony Stockwell his amazing teachings and bring you and I together and doing it. Absolutely. I think that yeah. would be cool. Um, and then take a, a recording of it. Go, here you go, Tony. This <laughs> here, we are a product of you. Yes. <laughs> are you familiar with um, Andy Bing? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Andy. I mean, I haven't worked with Andy as, I haven't worked with Andy, but I've watched him work. Yeah, but he, I know who he is. He was yeah. one of my very first teachers here. He came here to Canada and he ended up teaching for, again, another five days up further north from where I live. And uh, he was one of the first people to say to me, and this is like, this is when I was just really coming out. And he's the first person to say to me, he goes, oh, you're you're going to be doing events. You're going to be doing group readings. I'm like, oh, hell no. Oh, hell no. He goes, oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then he ended up marrying when I was teaching. He ended up marrying one of my students. Oh, amazing. I thought, amazing. what a frigging small world. And so, yeah, so he moved from absolutely. He moved from the UK to here, just here in Ontario. And um, I was actually just listening to one of his recordings that he shares on his newsletter about sitting in the power. Whoa. Amazing. That's what I find his, um, the way that he talks and the work that he does. I just get, you kind of get, you know, the ones you get mesmerized with. Yeah. And you know, the ones that are very genuine about the work. And Andy is one of them. And I think because I went down to Stansted College a lot, you know, the Arthur Finlay College. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the Arthur Finlay College, I went there after I had done that course with Tony um, way back. And then what happened was somehow, I don't know how or when this happened, because I was never involved in the churches when I was younger. Mm-hmm. But I knew about Gordon Higginson. I don't know if you know Gordon Higginson. He was a he was a world famous um, English medium, and he was the principal at the Arthur Finlay College okay, for years okay. and all yeah. of this. So he was outstanding. He was a medium from the age of three. He was demonstrating at the age of twelve to large wow. audiences. He was outstanding. Um, so I knew about him I don't know how I knew about him but I did uh, but then what happened was I started to go to the college and they had opened up a scholarship a Gordon Higginson memorial scholarship and I thought I'm just going to apply for that I had no idea what they wanted or what they were doing but I applied and then you were interviewed and you had to go down for two days and demonstrate your mediumship and all this anyway I, I won 
at one of the scholarships. So in 2014, that was, I won a three-year scholarship in Gordon's memory. So what that meant I could go to the college for three years, uh, twice a year for three years and see different teachers. And so I, I'd seen Andy there. I've seen lots, Colin mm. Bates, Tony Stockwell, all, all of the ones, Paul Jacobs, um, all down at the college. So I'm familiar with their workings and such like. Wow. And I've never really discussed this with any other medium. So this is quite interesting for my listeners to hear how we or who we've learned from and, and backing up the bus. Um, when I was being taught by Andy, the one thing that I noticed about him and his delivery is he's very much a story teller. Right. Yeah. He gets, uh-huh. I love how he gets right to the detailing. And so that's what I ask of, of the loved ones and spirits. Like if you can give me the details, like, and sometimes I, I, I feel when I'm receiving messages from the spirit, when it comes to the detailing, it's like, I'm seeing it, I'm hearing it, I'm feeling it. I don't know how I know, but I just know one of those. Yeah. Yeah, and it's you're right. The detailing, I think some things that are lost in mediumship that I see, I feel quite a lot of when you're watching mediumship now is that it's just grabbing at pieces of information. So it might be, you know, oh, I've got your mum here and um, she liked to wear a yellow dress and who is Mary and what has... Carlisle Street got to do with something. Now, they're all valid pieces of evidence and that's fine, but it's different from saying, I have your mum here and she passed with whatever it might be and I know that she had three children and when she was here, she loved to take the bus up to Carlisle Road and go to the bingo and whatever it might be. The story of the life, you know, and you're right, there are not a lot of mediums, including myself and at times where you're just kind of getting the information and it's coming fast sometimes as mediums I think we forget to go into the depth of the evidence and remember that that person in spirit wants to share their life with you they want the story of their life to come forward the essence Mm -hmm. of them coming through um and that's one of the things that you know how they say, and I believe I read this in your in your website, and it was very, very similar to mine, and that is every job that I've had, and I'm a woman of many hats, but every job that I have had has led me to where I am today, like preparing. So when I was young, I was very much interested in dance, performing, singing, all of that form of, of, of expression. And it helped me develop not to be afraid of my audience. Like you could put me in front of 5,000 people. I'll be just fine. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. So that's and, helped. So, and I feel that I always wanted to bring the character to life whenever I was on stage. And so that I feel like, okay, so I want to become the character. I want, I want you mom come through me. I want to bring you to life, even though you are alive, but in a different way. So your loved one here knows, feels, trusts that I am you or you are here exactly right here exactly and you're right it does lead you your life as a medium I think your life does I mean I didn't I I used to sing with my sisters and things on stage but not not in any you know not massive audiences and things but it still was stage presence and all the rest but I didn't like it so the funny thing about the opposite to you is that I didn't like being on stage I was someone that quite liked to just be in the background and just I was happy singing I loved singing I loved being with my sisters but I was never really one to want to be at the forefront 
But the funny thing is when I got asked when I first sat in a home circle years ago, the, the medium who was taking the circle had gone round asking, where do you see your mediumship going? What do you want to do for spirit? And I couldn't wait for them to come to me because I wanted to say, oh, I want to do platform. And I had no no inclination to step out on a stage in front of lots of people but I knew that that's what my mediumship was for and by the time she got to me and I was so excited to give her my answer she said oh don't worry Karen we know what you're going to do you're going to be on platform and it's fine and I was laughing because I was like oh I really wanted to say that because I don't know where it came from but it's something mm -hmm. I love and that is that is exactly what has transpired is my events. I, I do readings and such like as well and teaching, but I love my events. I love the events. Yeah, it's like a high for some reason. I don't know why. And again, it just reminds me, I just I, because I love being on stage, perhaps that's a lot for me, the opposite of you. <laughs> so yeah. how did you overcome um, like that stage fright, but how did you overcome that? The strange thing is, and you know when when mediums say the strange thing, we know there's nothing strange about it. But as as the the human side of me, I used to think like that. No, God, I don't really want to step out in front of everyone. But what happened within my mediumship was, I just knew it was right, and I just felt that when I step on the stage to do mediumship, it didn't. I had no worries. I knew that I was there and I knew that I was supposed to be there and it was fine. And I, I never doubt spirit coming through, nothing at all like that. So I didn't have the same fear as I would stepping out there as Karen, the singer, where it's like, now you would think it would be the opposite because when you sing, you know that your voice is there, you've practiced, you know the words of the songs, you know what you're doing and it's all very sure and it's going to happen. But with mediumship, you're just kind of standing yeah. up there and opening up. We have no and idea what's going to happen. Know. Yeah. yeah. So you'd think it would be the other way around, but it wasn't for me. It was just something that felt very natural. And I love talking about spirit and educating about spirit and just mm -hmm. being in the, ho the whole, you know, to be in a room full of people that are all there for the same purpose. And even if they can't all get a communication, they're all part of that. Yes. I just think is the most amazing thing. Yeah. So with your teachings, do you do you have people come to you? Do you have a circle every month or something like that? No, I used to do that, but with my own work kind of overtaking that a little bit, time uh, time didn't work out that way for me, uh, or it it hasn't now. Being a so what I do is I do yeah I do more uh, online mentoring. Now I still do in person workshops from time to time, but they're not like every other month. Um, so I do a lot of online teaching, which I feel, especially when, you know, the pandemic happened, everyone had to go online. So people are more used to that. Used the, to, yeah. the energy of it works the same for me and works the same for my students because we are all in a room together and then you get into your breakout rooms and such like. But I also do one-to-one -one mentoring, which is more intensive. It's not like putting someone with other students and such like it's more about that person and developing that student and mm -hmm. saying right what are their needs how do they work with spirit what is it so it's not as generic as a workshop yeah yeah do you find that a lot of your students and I find this going in is when we do this work um, it's a, a matter of tapping into who are we as a medium and going through our healings as well and I do say that to my students is be prepared. If you want to become a medium, you're, you're going to become a, uh, on like a roller coaster ride because Absolutely. you have to go through 
go through your, do your shadow work, do your healing, know who you are as a person, not just as becoming a medium. Did you find the same with you? Did you find that you had to, stuff was coming up for you personally? It's like completely old, making room for the new. It was, you know, I say to my students as well, Helen, that if you're going to do this, this is a double-edged sword at times Mm -hmm. because your sensitivity, what you're trying to do to develop your mediumship is heighten your sensitivity. But by the time you heighten your sensitivity, it's going to make you sensitive to everything. Um, So then it's going to make you more sensitive to your own life, your own needs, what you've gone on, what's what you've gone through. And and the trauma of things might bubble up to the surface because really what you are doing is you are kind of not clearing out, but you're kind of need you need to understand who you are as a person to yep, become absolutely. a medium. You have to. It's it works hand in hand. So I agree with you on that. It does bring a lot forward and you have to be prepared to face that. And I have watched students before get so far and then they don't want to go into their own stuff. So they step mm-hmm. back, which is a shame, but you know, it happens at the right time for everyone. Mm-hmm. And and it's an ongoing process, as you know. It's not, you know, you don't just become a medium and then you're at that level and that's you. It's an ongoing development all your life. Yeah. And, and what do you do to recharge, to, to step away from this? What Because we, as mediums, we need to, I have to do it. You know, everyone would say, well, you know, I'll, I'll, I will. I'll take time to travel. Just to, It's like a being a famous writer and all of a sudden you have writer's block and then you have to step away from the project so that you become inspired when you come back or the creativity will come to you while you're not in the work. Do you find that you have to do the same thing as taking long periods of breaks? I take breaks. I think that sometimes it's really funny and you might agree with this but I think that you take that break so you might just say well I'm going to have a, a holiday or a vacation and for a week or 10 days or two weeks whatever it might be and then by the end of that time you're thinking oh I've not spoke with spirit I've not done what I need to do and like and then you feel a little bit like oh wait 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 let me get back to this so it's almost like because that's who you are it's because you are spirit and connected to spirit when it's not there you you really miss that you really do do feel it but I do think that you need, as a medium, you do need the break from readings and taking on other people's energies a lot because as a medium, that's what you do. So sometimes you do need to go, I'm not going to answer the phone today or I'm not, I'm not doing, I'm going to block out two weeks in my diary where I'm not doing readings. I need that break from that because it's it's quite a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And I get that too, where people are asking me like, how many do you do a day? And I'm like, to be honest with you, um, I'm usually about three a day Four people. I'm pushing it for four. And I I do Sundays and Mondays. mm, Nope. Sorry. That's my time. Me time. I got to do my grounding. I got to get out nature or same thing. What you just said is, you know, closing the laptop, not being on the computers, trying to stay away from my phone as much as possible, but we do have to, we have to recharge. And are I you one of those where people ask you, so can you read me? So who's around me right now? All the time. Yeah, all, all the, the time. And you know what? That's just part of it, isn't it? And you do understand that. But yeah. I think like you said about the amount of readings, I hear mediums saying, oh, I do six a day or I do oh. eight or I do. And I think absolutely not. I know I have to give the same quality of reading to every single person that comes. Yep. Exactly. So if I have the energy to do that, I have to limit that. So I'm like you. I will do three 
maybe four, maybe, but usually two to three is enough. And I'll have my days off in between, you know, where I might still be working, but it might be admin work or it might be working on anything or teaching. So readings for me are the one that I need to take the break from. That's for me, that's the the biggest one for my energy. Mm -hmm. But you're right, when you meet people, they have they do want to know like I've met people in this in the the shop you know and they're looking I'm like oh hi how are you and I know they're looking at me going oh is she getting something for me Mm -hmm. and I'm thinking I don't know what I came in here for I can't remember what I came (laughs) in here for so yeah so it's not you can't be switched on all the time and I think that's a big misconception about it it's like you're constantly on you can't be constantly I just say no when I'm done the store's closed Stores that's how I feel that's yep. how I feel exactly. and sometimes someone at the end of a reading they do want more and more or you know and you've got to be able to say as well look that's it's not that that spirit person stepped back it's not that your mum's not here anymore it's just that that that's the reading at a close because as a medium you have to protect your energy levels mm-hmm. that's the biggest thing yeah I find that too I find that too um so is there a how should I say this? Is there a special session or a special um, event that jumps out in your mind that you remember the most? Like a client that just, if you were to tell a story, one of your favorites, if you have one, because we've done so many, but is there one that really kind of moved you or one that you just really cannot let go of? Like you say, there are many because obviously we go through different events, different readings, different circumstances. And there's been many times I I know throughout my mediumship, the one type of reading that I struggled with in some degree is when it's children that have crossed over. That was really difficult, which I'm sure it is for for all mediums. Um, So I remember being at an event and I had worked and it was fine and I'd maybe done two or three contacts and it was all fine. And then I was finishing this contact and I'd said to the lady, oh, just, just before we finish, are you wearing a necklace with a feather on it? And she said, no, no, I'm not. And I said, oh, that's strange. I just seen that coming in just as I was stepping away from you. And the lady behind this woman put her hand up and she said, I am. And I said, right, so I'm coming to you. So as I went to her, I knew it was her son in the spirit side. Mm -hmm. I knew that he was 10 years old when he passed. I knew that he had been um, knocked down by a car and I'd got lots and lots of information. And she said, yes, 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 yes. And I'm thinking, I'm not feeling like this is touching her soul, like, this is her child and I, I, he was clear and I just kind of felt like this, I don't know if she's in shock or she didn't expect this. It was just a really strange feeling, but I kept going and everything I said, she was like, definitely and this and that and the next thing. So anyway, I went on as long as I could and I, I said, okay, I'm, I'm going to have to leave it there now, but thank you so, so much. Thank you for working with me. And as she said, thank you. And the audience clapped as I turned to take a sip of water I said to him in in the spirit side, please tell me your name. Now, that's not something I would ever do. If a name comes out through through the mediumship, it's given. But it's not something I go looking for because as a medium, you know, your mind can jump in and give you different things. So I turned to take a glass, the glass of water and I said, please, your mum needs that. And I just knew it's what she needed to hear. And he said, Kai. And as I put my water down, turned around, everyone had just stopped clapping at that point. I went, I have to come back to you. 
his name was Kai. And she said, yes, it was. And she wept. And it's almost like this huge release for this lady. And I could feel him him and his emotion. I could feel her emotion. Yeah. And I, you know, so I, I spoke to her to her and I moved on from it. But when I left, I felt I knew she needed that. Now it's not that I'm saying to anyone listening, you need to be hung up on one thing, because most mediums will say to you, if you if you're hung up on one thing, you might not get it and then you'll it's feel true. disappointed. It's so true. Right. But in that moment, spirit was so strong and he was so clear, really very audiently clear. And he knew what his mum needed and he gave me it and it was done. And for me, I knew that that healing had taken place and everything that was needed. So that stands out to me because all uh, the funny thing was on the way home in the car, I always speak away, you know, to spirit and say, thank you so much. And I hope you're happy with what happened and all of this. And this little boy was chatting away the whole journey home he was chatting away and he was still there and he I just felt like that has brought so much healing in that one moment so that story really stays with me I had something like that similar yesterday one-on-one just like this and it was my client and I was connecting with her partner and um you know a lot of specifics or whatever and I knew she was right into it she knew that we were having that connection and I always find that they like to leave something on a high note. She had a little bit of a family reunion, but it was the partner that was kind of saving himself for the end. And then all of a sudden, just before I'm about to close, just like yourself, say the name Trixie. And I said, for some reason, I did, I want to, I want to say the name Trixie to you. Well, that was it. She, the tears, the hands over her mouth. She couldn't speak like, and I'm just like, okay, like take a breath, Amazing. take a breath. And she says, you have no idea by you saying that name, what that means to me. And what was her name was Tracy. His name was Ricky. And they named their cat. They combined their name. Oh, how amazing. Tracy and and, and um, Ricky together just by saying Trixie. And she says, amazing. that's all I need to hear. You just made my session just by saying that. And it's Isn't not, it but she didn't put that intention out there. She didn't say, okay, Ricky, you better say this. It really, to be honest with you, caught her off guard. But I said, what sometimes a way to end the session. Yeah, sometimes that's meant as well, isn't it? Where they're not expecting something. The client isn't looking for one specific, but the spirit mm-hmm. bring that anyway. And I think this is the thing, though. Mediumship can come and, you know, it, it, mediumship changes all the time. So if you go to see a medium, then you should go with an open mind. Even if you're a little bit sceptical, that's fine. A medium should never mind someone being sceptical as long as they're open-minded to mm-hmm. what's going to happen. But I think if you go with it in expectancy, sometimes you can yeah. walk away disappointed because the medium can only work with what happens in that 30 minutes or 40 minutes. That. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I say it all the time, especially in a group session. I always say, anyone here, please, if you have any expectations, please leave them at the door and trust that the session is going to unfold the way that it should. And yes. to remind them that I am strictly and only just the messenger. That's it. Right? Yes. So exactly. they kind of... Then they, you can see who who did come in with expectations because they kind of like they roll their eyes and go, okay, yeah, all right, I'll do that then. Yeah. <laughs> right, it's the best way, and it really is because I think that also with every medium you go to see, if if you're someone that goes to see different mediums, 
we all work differently. Yes. So there's never going to be the same experience, you know, and there's also some some mediums you'll gravitate towards and others that you might think that's not for me. And that's OK, too. It doesn't invalidate the medium. It's just showing that we it's like people, you know, some people you'll gravitate towards, some you won't in every walk of life. And so it doesn't mean that that person's not a good medium because they're not your type of medium. It just means uh, that they're yeah. not for you, you know. I always say too that um, your loved ones in spirit know who they want you to go to and they'll, they're very intelligent beings. They'll nudge because yeah. they'll know, like I have another medium friend of mine. She's been a nurse for like 30 years and then she became a real estate agent and then she came into her mediumship. So her knowledge is way different than mine. So I always yeah. say, if you want to know more about health and things like that, I'm going to send you over to Bev or she, you know, she's the one because her library is so different from mine. And so yeah. spirit knows who would be a good match. Cause you know, they're in, I would say they're in charge of the three-way call. Right. They are. They absolutely are. And I totally agree with that. And, and as well as that, like you called it the library of information or yeah. the frame of reference, as I call it was it's, it's different for every medium dependent on our lives as well. Now that doesn't mean that a medium can't get, all the information that you're looking for, regardless of their own background. But the way that spirit communicate, they will communicate the fastest way they can. So if there's a medium there that knows the information that that person's looking for and it's going to come easy, that's what they'll do. It's like um, if you think about, I don't know if you've heard of a medium called Albert Best. He was an Irish medium. Yes, yes. Uh, Albert Best. And he was, uh, he worked for the Postal Service. Yep. before his mediumship so when his he got library, stage, his yeah, he, he just yeah. used to give addresses postcodes all this no problem and I have a friend who's a nurse as well um who's a medium and we started out together I've not seen her for a long time but she won't mind me saying this if she hears this but because she was a nurse she used to give um medical conditions in yeah. their full yeah. name yeah. you know whereas you and I might say you know well I know that there's a chest condition and blah 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 yeah. blah she would be like it's blah, 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 and yeah. she would say all this like the specific, Latin name very almost specific yeah yeah F because F that F was F her F that was her knowledge yeah it's amazing. so I do have to start bringing it to close only because I have a client sure. in 10 minutes <laughs> yes 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 that's true. Um, so a question for you before we sign off is can you give um for my listeners the definition of the power of spirit what does that mean to you so to me it, to me, it's going to sound cliche, but it's it means everything because we all have the power of spirit. So we are spirit in human form. And that power of spirit moves us through our life, regardless of whether we know about it or we don't know about it. The power of our spirit, our higher self, moves us through our life. And the power of that spirit within can move mountains as far as I'm concerned. So we can't change certain physical aspects of things or we can't change things out with our control as such. But what you can do if you believe in the power of your spirit is allow that to take you forward because it will never be wrong. It will never, ever be wrong. So for me, um, that is the power of spirit and it's healing. It's a healing energy more than anything else. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That was so beautiful. So, so beautiful. And you've just made my day. I am so excited. I can't wait to put to uh, to uh, add this on to my put my podcast channel. So um, just for my listeners, my viewers, I will put at the bottom or I will say it actually for my listeners to want to, if they want to reach out to you, it's Karen Doherty.com. Yes. That's right. So yes. I'll put that in the description so they can contact Perfect. you. Um, yeah. For a Scottish reading. 
Perfect. Yeah. I'd love to. Thank you so much for having me as well, Helen. You and I know that these meetings come about in, you know, strange ways, we'll call it, but always yes. meet. I love yeah. it. And I, I hope, I hope, I would love to work with you in person and do an event together over in Scotland. That that would be a dream come true for me to do that there. So Me too. Okay, so Excellent. just to ask you just to stay on, I'll, I'll end the recording, but if you can just stay on, I'd be greatly appreciated. So thank you for my listeners. I hope you enjoyed Karen as much as I did, and I hope you enjoyed her accent, and I hope you were able to understand. <laughs> okay. Thank you. You're welcome. So what did you think? Did you enjoy the conversation? Hopefully you were able to understand her with her Scottish accent. It's easy for me because Scottish is my background and my parents are Scottish. So I grew up with the accent. And uh, so, yeah, it was easier for me. And again, it brought me home big time just listening to her. Um, I hope you enjoyed the conversation. I hope you found it very interesting. I know I did. I just like to compare. I like to show different mediums and how we connect and our different libraries, things like that. And again, I'm just following along what my viewers and my listeners uh, want to know when it comes to mediumship. So that's why I had the interview. And again, there was no, no accident how we met. We searched out and um, immediately I knew, I knew she was the one to have with this conversation. So hopefully you enjoyed it. And again, feel free to drop me a message. And if you have any questions or if you have any thoughts, what you would be interested in having me provide on the platform, I would greatly love to hear from you. Again, thank you for listening and enjoying hopefully another episode of Spirit Chat. If you enjoyed my podcast and would like to have your very own session with me, please visit my website at helenpeacock.ca. And you can also subscribe and follow me on social media. And wherever you are listening from, I would really love it if you could please leave me a review. Thank you again for tuning in. And remember, love never ends. It's just different. What is it you really want in life? No matter what you've been through, you can still achieve it. I'm Sandra Ann Taylor, and in my Energy Activation Podcast, we'll explore the science of manifestation, and I'll give you specific techniques to shift your energy in order to make your dreams a reality. I also do live energy readings, and you can be a part of the show by emailing your questions to me at sandrataylor.net. Join me on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you have an online course or an event or a book you'd like to promote? We've got the right audience for you. Our listeners love content like the show you just heard. You can reach our engaged audiences by advertising right here on mindbodyspirit.fm, the podcast network, in shows about wellness, self-care, spirituality, angels, and more. Contact info at mindbodyspirit.fm.